Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. All right, welcome back to the show, Money Grows on Trees podcast. My name is Led Ross, and I have the absolute honor of inviting one of my friends uh, to the podcast uh, to, to interview him today, which is going to be super exciting. So I'm so pumped up for you guys to listen to this legend. So a bit about him before I introduce him. He's actually a TEDx speaker, a philanthropist. He's trained over uh, 30,000 people in 10 countries on the art of influence, right? And we've spoken about that on the podcast about how powerful that is to make money. Okay. He's uh over the last nine years, he's worked in venture capital, started a charity, volunteered in slums, performed poetry, and he's co-founded a community of 700 entrepreneurs um, and shared the stage with Google and Tesla. And his mission is basically to to facilitate and help people to influence through speaking okay and he's got a mastermind he's got he's actually got this amazing mastermind he's going to share with you at the very end so stick around to the end about being a highly paid speaker and it's none other than my friend nav deep parishka what's up my brother <laughs> hello lloyd i i'm feeling very blessed to be here it's quite a mouthful of that introduction man you've been a busy boy Yes, Navdeep Pasricha has been a busy boy. Yeah. Excited to share today. He's excited to share about that free masterclass. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, dude, really blessed to be here. It's an exciting topic, man. So I want to say thanks for jumping on the podcast and giving us your time. I'm really excited about this. When you sent me the, you know, the things that you want to talk about, one of them stuck out to me, which is really getting international speaking gigs, because, you know, I talk about this in one of my books, like there's a power in speaking uh, and generating income. It's one of the most amazing profit skills and that's your area. So I'm excited about this episode. So uh-huh. let me kick it off with this. That stuff that I spoke about, just can you just take us back a little bit and give us a bit of a, a summary about how that happened to you? All that stuff. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, it's really interesting. A lot of the things you would have noticed that there was quite a variety from venture capital to poetry, to working with kids from slums, to running a charity and all these things. And what I found, Lloyd, was when I had all these different passions, whether it was running a youth mental health uh, volunteering organization, whether it was uh, helping some of the businesses that could change the world get funding, whether it was helping kids who are in poverty to break the cycle. What I found is through a lot of headache and hitting my head against the wall, that there really is a slow way to do that, a slow and painful way. Every single industry, Lloyd, has a slow and painful way, whether that's cold calling, whether that's working in an industry for years, slogging it out after hours, whether that's door knocking, asking people for donations or cold emailing 100 people to uh, buy your product or your service. Make sense? Yeah. Every single industry has a slow and painful way. And I've, I've found all those ways, by the way. So, yeah, I agree with you. Dude, sell me a course, man. <laughs> I've found all the most painful ways to do stuff. So I, I, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. I'm sure the audience. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know how it is, and you know that that pain. Sure, it leaves bruises, but it can also leave blessings. Mm. 
And one of the blessings that left me was asking, there must be a better way. And at the same time, God gave me a gift called Asperger's autism. Interesting. Yeah. Which means that whilst my operating system didn't come with some of the apps of social norms, like understanding taboo and social etiquette and things like this. <laughs> <laughs> or how to socialize. I had to teach myself how to socialize. Wow. Yeah, really. Like, so does that mean like, does that mean like uh, you're like on the, on the spectrum somehow? Yes. Like you're on the autism spectrum. Yes. That's amazing. You're a genius. Thanks, bro. <laughs> call you Rain Man. That's amazing. <laughs> So tell me, well, so that would have been challenging, man, to like teach yourself that stuff. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, I remember in, and this ties back to your question around speaking. I remember having one friend in each school I went to, like one friend friend, because everybody else thought I was crazy or weird. And frankly, with enough conditioning, I thought I was the same. Yeah, well, I only invited you onto the podcast because you are weird. Otherwise, it would have been boring. (laughs) Yeah. And so what I was saying was I learned that there's a slow way. And one of the the gifts that God gave me is whilst I didn't have the social norms of socialization, I also did not have the social norms of the limiting beliefs people have around success. Mm. do i have limiting beliefs did i and do i yes i'm human but somehow the limiting belief of speed was not within me what do i mean yeah i asked myself there's got to be a way that's less painful than this whole calling door knocking slugging it out way makes sense yeah it makes sense and uh that way what i learned was was speaking yeah so when you say that, you mean like you were able to, it, it dawned on you that you were able to get your message out fast if you could harness the power of speaking to many instead of the individual grind of finding the hardest way to do things. Is that right? That's right. Cool. And if I actually were to think about it, when you speak, it's a little bit more of a controlled environment because it's often a very one-way communication and it's interactive, but when I had to learn how to socialize, Lloyd, if I'm being really authentic and open and vulnerable with you, buzzwords, if I'm being really raw with you, uh, it's at the time, speaking was less scary than individual interactions. Ah. There's so many variables. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So it was more control. You had more control if you were speaking to an audience than you were interacting individually because of all the variables of what can happen in an individual interaction. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So it was easier for you to speak than it was to even interact one-on-one. You could say less scary. Cool. Uh, <laughs> less scary. It was still scary. Less scary. Yeah. Okay. And so now I'm at a point where um, individual interactions are like second nature and I've learned through a lot of error. But basically for anybody listening to this, the point I'm trying to say is one, a lot of people think public speaking is really scary, but it actually makes getting your message across and building your vision to life a lot easier. And mm. second, it can be used in a variety of vehicles. So whether it's raising money for a business, whether it's raising money or support for a cause you care about, whether yep. it's simply just getting 
your truth out in the world so that you can create a positive change in the world. Speaking is the fast way. There's a lot we can talk about social dynamics and like uh, collective consciousness and psychology as to why that is the case. But in a nutshell, Lloyd, uh, you can take the slow, slow slug way, which is like door knocking, grinding it out, individual conversations, like cold emails, or you can say, hey, I'm going to share my message to a group. And I didn't realize this was a profitable skill till many years later. (laughs) No, really. At first, I thought it was a way to get support that was non-financial. So volunteers, uh, makes sense. But now I know that, oh, it's so easy to translate it into cash money results. Yeah. So what happened to you was you, you liked the art and craft of public speaking to get a message across and, 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 and influence people, but it wasn't until later that you realize, oh, wow, this skill set that I happen to have is something I can generate profits from as well. I can get paid to speak. That's right. That's cool. When did you discover that, that you could get paid for this? Yeah. I remember there was a year when I did 84 talks. 84 in a year? In person. Yeah. <laughs> did you get paid for any of them? Or was this when you discovered, oh, I should probably start getting paid for this? I got paid for maybe like, 12 or 14 of them okay 12 14 20 something like that you know it's a very very low percentage okay um and then i started asking why and yeah i started asking why and that that's what led to the journey because i was getting quote-unquote burnt out because the energy exchange wasn't there does that make sense yeah and i needed to become sustainable so even for you you know i've seen i've had the pleasure of seeing you speak lloyd and and you speak on many things. Uh, it's basically a way to start a movement. If you think about Martin Luther King, if you think about yeah. Mother Teresa, if you think about Gandhi, they were all speakers. And back in that day, they got paid in a different way. You know, they had patrons, patrons, patrons who yeah. support them. So if you're listening to this and you want to make more money, or you want to make a change in the world, or you want to make both, the fast, simple way that feels good is through speaking. Agreed. You know what's really fascinating about that? It's also the way that most people don't want to do it because it's usually the greatest fear. But it's on the other side of that great fear. You get the maximum results for your efforts, which is what you're talking about yeah. in any approach. So so you were never really, you were still afraid of public speaking, but somewhere you overcame that quite swiftly because it was more structured and controlled for you. But what is perhaps, because you've facilitated and helped a lot of people learn how to speak hmm. and get paid for it. So what would be your advice to someone who understands that the, the one-to-many approach is how you get your message out there faster, the, the, what you call the speed, the speedy way of doing it? Yeah. What would be your advice to them as to how to overcome that fear? What, what do you think they should yeah. do? That's such a good question, Lloyd. I actually love talking about fear. I'm fucking obsessed with it and like how people move through it at yeah. different levels because I still feel fear, right? Yeah. Like, I think one of my mentors literally was like, pulling me by the no like metaphorically pulling me by the arms to do my first speaking gig paid one um back back when but uh your question was what would be my one tip for somebody to move through that fear is it okay if i share three tips yeah do three tips yeah cool so number one is to actually allow yourself to feel the fear oftentimes when in the past i've been angry i've tried to suppress that anger or suppress that sadness by uh, compartmentalizing, which is important, right? You go to Tony Robbins and you learn how to change your state, which is really important. 
Um, and on the flip side, it's about allowing yourself to be like, allowing the fear to actually flood your body because emotion is energy in motion. So allowing it to move is really interesting. It doesn't have to be for long either because what you realize is when you actually allow it to move, then it's gone and it leaves the space. Make sense? Yeah. Um, it's very counterintuitive, something I would not have even 18 months ago been open to. So that's the first thing. Allow yourself to actually feel the fear. like, And and, and that even when you allow yourself to feel the fear, it's not the end of the world. It's okay. You're still there. So don't um, fight it. Don't fight it is what you're saying, right? Exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. Exactly. The second thing is often fear is like, or sometimes anxiety is a fear of something happening and what it means. So a great question to ask yourself is if X happens, what does it mean about you? Mm. If X happens, what does it mean about you? So an example of this is if you forget your, well, I don't memorize things, but if, if, if you have a blank on stage, what it means about you is that uh, you're not competent in what you do, or you're not good enough to be an entrepreneur, or you're not cut out to make the change you want. See, this is the held belief. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so with sense. meaning like that, with a and you talk a lot about mindset in Money Grows on Trees, with a meaning like that, Lloyd, how could you not be scared? Yeah. So you're meaning you're attaching to your mistakes on stage or you perceive mistakes on stage is what creates the fear. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And so becoming aware of this, asking yourself, what am I making this mean? Because it is a fear of an outcome that has not an experience that has not happened yet. And once you can change the meaning, it helps. Yeah. So from a somatic point of view, an energy point of view, feeling it, from a cognitive point of view, questioning and dissolving that belief. Uh, and then from a third point of view, something that I found that helps is, who did it, Jason Goldberg, I heard this from, is if you think about, yeah, this is one of a million speeches I'm going to give. It takes away the level of importance. You can be more detached. Uh huh. I love that. Oh, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah. This is it. Uh, one of my mentors, Cody, he shared with me. Frankly, I got to a stage in my speaking career where I was bored because I did it so much. I knew how to work oh. a crowd. It's been like nine years at time of recording. And he was like, Nah, deep. If you want to transcend, you have to do something every single time you speak that scares you. Yeah. There you go. So you're always growing as a speaker, but, but you're, you, what I got from that, what you just said was you actually ended up doing so much of it that you actually desensitized yourself to any fear that was. Yeah. Yeah. So does that mean that one of the tips that you could probably suggest would be that doing it works, like actually like what you said was so good. If this is one of a million talks I'm going to give, yeah, like not all of them are going to be perfect not, and I have to go through the motions. So that gives you, yeah. you gives yourself permission to be not perfect at speaking. 100% dude. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So um, when mm. when it comes to, so if you if people can listen to those steps and say, well, you know, what meaning am I giving it? Um, you know, and, and I'm going to practice and not every speech is going to be my final one and all these things. Um, how does someone like move from, okay, I want to be a speaker. I've gone through some things and I've spoken a bit and I've made some mistakes and, but I really want to make a thing of this. How does someone go from that mindset to, I want to actually be a paid speaker and make this a career move where I can actually make profits from this. Yeah, I love it. Dude. 
It's such a great question. So my speciality is helping people get three to five paid speaking gigs in the next 30 days. Three to five in 30 days. Yeah. That's cool. I love the measurability of that outcome. That's so awesome. So, so let's say it's me and you're, and if, if, hey, this is probably going to be in the masterclass you're going to give people, right? So I don't want to delve yeah. too deep into this, but just maybe if you can like throw a little bit of like one thing, maybe that, that, that they would do to, that would give mm-hmm. them values to how to launch that. Mm. For those listening, Navdeep is thinking, this is his mm. thinking. This is the silence of thinking as I'm sitting watching him think. So the podcast is still working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do I, let me put this simply. Yeah. Let me put this simply. Yeah. Cool. So the key, the key distinction of paradigm shift or way to look about it, if you want to be successful in this, even more successful in this is this it's stop looking at the way of resistance and start looking in the way of relationships stop looking in the way of resistance and start looking in the way of relationships. What does this mean? This means that, you know, a very good friend of mine got a TEDx talk and she did a great TEDx talk and it took us six months. There were interviews and application forms and she had to send in a flipping script and like interview panels. And it literally took us six months, Lloyd. I'm not Mm. kidding. And that's one way to get an outcome. Yeah. But frankly, as much as I love her and, I think she's really, really cool. Like I actually have a lot of time for her. Um, this is the way of resistance. Yeah. It's the way of the system of, of ritual of routine. Make sense? Sure. So Pete, what you're saying is people think that this is the ritual, the process or the path to follow to be a speaker. I must spend six months grinding it out to be a TEDx talker, to be a speaker. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. Well said, Lloyd, that you must, um, you must have a book for us. Sure. Yeah, you, you even talk about this in Money Grows on Trees about how people think that this investment is the right way. But when you actually do the math, why your way is so much juicier. Uh, I remember that table. <laughs> I remember the table. You know the table I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. table in the book. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. there's like what you're saying, there's ways of doing things effectively and there's ways of doing them ineffectively. And I think that's what you're saying here with the speaking. There's there's a more effective way of doing this. So exactly. if I don't want to go down that path and I'm saying to you like, Nav, I want to be a speaker, but I don't have a book and I don't have a TEDx talk yet. What's one thing I can do to sort of move myself forward? Amazing. It's by building relationships with people who already have a community of your audience members. Okay. And when I say relationships, there are ways to position relationships where they last a minimum of two to three years. Okay. So Dr. Espen is one of my uh, beloved clients. He's a speaker uh, he, and he says this publicly. I only share what my clients share publicly. He's, multi, he's doing multi seven figures, right? Yep. And he's referred me more than once uh, and, and so on and so forth. It's because, and he was a referral. Makes sense? Yeah, yeah. So you, you build these relationships with people who have audiences. You, you start with a date and then you enter a longer term relationship with them. And what happens is they will open more doors. So, you know, you've been so generous in already introducing to me to somebody. Oh my gosh, Lloyd, think about how we met, right? I met Mel. She added value to me. I like was so taken aback that I referred her to three people. So Mel is my my sister. She's my wife's sister for anyone who's listening. So Mel that Nav is referring to is my sister-in-law. So she yes. met you, gave you value. And I became raving fan. I was like, Mel, 
and and I still I still give out copies of her book. There you go. We met like two, maybe two years ago, last year, whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, I've referred her business. Um, she, she referred me to you. We started Jim Jam Jam Jimming. Uh, you've referred me now to two podcasts. I've referred business to uh, Reese, her her yeah. her fiance. Yeah. And so and and this will not be the last time we now have a relationship and I've been explicit with you about this, that even though the community in which we met is no longer, I'm very intentional about us maintaining a relationship for years to come. Right. Yeah, sure. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And and so that's cool. And so when you can apply I'm so glad to hear when you can apply this philosophy to people who have communities and audiences, what happens is they give you access to their audience. Yeah. And they give you access to other people who have audiences. Yes. Like how you referred me to somebody else who has a podcast. Yeah. And so one example is I literally, uh, I don't know for the people watching this on video, um, I was literally doing this, this like pipeline just now. I'm, I'm going to do an eight country tour uh, at the end. Oh, here's the thing, guys. My eight country door starts in literally 30 days. Wow. Eight yeah. country tour to speak, yeah? Yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. What countries are you going to? Yeah, I'm going to Malaysia, Singapore, Mozambique, South Africa, Kenya, Tanzania, and Gabon, which is okay. French-speaking Africa. Wow. So when we get to the end of this episode, I'm going to ask people where they can find you and follow you on Instagram so they can watch this journey unfold, which is going, yeah. to, be cool. going to be cool to watch. So, But I just want to recap and summarize what you just said there because it's so important. It is the relationships that you can nurture or develop where someone trusts you enough with your skill set as a, and, and they have an audience that could value from you and your knowledge that they'll refer you to speak to their audience, right? Yeah. It's like we have this relationship where we connected in, a, in, a, in an entrepreneur connect group and we, we became friends and I saw the value you could give. And then we on our last meetup, I think it was like, hey, I want to be on a podcast. I'm like, well, I have one of those and I have a, an amazing audience and, you know, and, and, uh, and I, I, and I think this, what you're talking about today of, of speaking and getting paid to speak and giving them your mastermind here at the end too, which I would love everyone to watch is that experience where you're now speaking to my audience. And that could be, I mean, there's, there's a hundred thousand downloads. That's a, that's a big audience, but we're doing it right here in, in, uh, in zoom world. Right. But it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Cause it's still an audience and you're still speaking and, and, and sharing a message. Right. Yes. But that's how it's happened organically. Absolutely. And so Lloyd, you mentioned that really keyword organically. When I first met you, I didn't have an intention of speaking to your audience. Yeah. I didn't actually know you had an audience. I just thought you were, you know, the first day we met uh, in Burley, the five of us hung outside the house for like a good 20 minutes. I don't know if you remember that. Um, But there's also an intentional way to do this. So what that means is in these eight countries I'm speaking in, um, I'm doing at least one gig in each country. I'm not organizing the audience. Yeah. Other people are. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And there are a couple where I may fill my own room. Uh, this idea came to me yesterday, yeah. but they're all relationships. So whilst you and I have known each other for a year plus, and it just developed organically, there's also a way to create rapid relationships whereby even before you ever speak on their stage, they ever see a piece of content of yours you build trust and an actual genuine connection 
so that they're open to giving you the first sharing the first opportunity with you and yeah. once the first opportunity has been um implemented from there it's so easy there you go makes sense. yeah it makes sense i mean i think back to it totally makes sense uh you know what realistically it's how all business is done and i think that word business probably scares people but at the end of the day it's who are you connecting with who do your values align with who do you like who do you want to hang around more and how can you add value to each other either through hey do you want to speak to my audience or hey do you want to um you know look at uh you know do you know someone who wants my product or my service or do you know someone who wants to meet this person even a, even an introduction is value when you're coming into business right yeah so so like with you with that experience i'm like hey like let's say i didn't have a podcast i knew someone that does so i'm like hey my producer phil you can go and talk to him he's got a podcast he knows lots of people with podcasts too or you know whatever it might be so i think that can happen as well right like you don't have to talk to someone and that they they happen to have an audience but they will know someone that does 100 percent. so if you have intent so if you have intention to be a speaker and you're having this conversation with people it's going to probably happen to you yeah dude if you understand i remember one of my previous clients uh morgan nelson he 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 he's a speaker yeah, he, was on the, he was on the podcast the last guest on this, on this ah, what are the chances yeah <laughs> uh, so he also registered for my, my last class Shiki Monkey. okay uh, so <laughs> years ago he came to me i i think i gave him his first speaking gig at a school um, oh i saw that i saw footage of that you organized yeah. that I yeah, saw yeah, yeah. That stories once yeah okay, okay cool the school was my client for many years and i thought uh morgan says it's one of his dreams to inspire young people yeah uh, this was even before his brand is where it is now. And so I shared the platform with him. Make sense? Yeah. Um, anyways, w- what I'm trying to say is, um, yeah, it's about sharing from that abundant place. Sure. And also the distinction that a lot of, so as that, that's how I organize those 84 talks. Yeah. In a year, which is a lot, Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. There were some weeks where I remember one day when I did three speaking gigs, which is so cool. Wow. The part that was missing that is no longer missing and is now a part of the methodology that I mentor people in, Lloyd, uh, is how do you have juicy relationships and also juicy revenue? Yeah. Well, yeah, you can have both, right? The whole idea, the paradigm is both, isn't it? It's not one or the yeah. other, it's both. Exactly. Yeah. So naturally, most people are stronger in one side of that equation. Um, but now I mentor people. So I've had multiple clients pay me like engage in hundred thousand dollar engagements with me. Um, and I can trace them all back to the speaking gig that they were in the audience. Uh-huh. So you develop business out of the speaking obviously as well. So there's oh, yeah. to it. And I can, and that's how really, cause you build so much trust and rapport when you're physically there with someone or they're listening. And I think, that's why, you know, a lot of people that listen to my podcast, I end up working with them as well because they get an insight into you and there's this experience of rapport and likability and trust that happens where they feel like they can yeah. work with you, right? And so that happens to you too, where you actually get not get paid to speak, but also develop wonderful, you know, clients out of it. 100%. Somebody yeah. tells me they have an interest in share and wealth generation. I'm like, you need to talk to Lloyd James Ross. <laughs> really? You. My pleasure. And uh, also with the book stuff we've talked about, uh, we've had many conversations about that. What I want to say is, um, so it doesn't matter what room you're in, when you know how to position and package 
and enroll people into engagements, whether it's a product, a service, a coaching, whatever it might be, that generates six figures and they get a lot of value out of it as well, then you don't need to do a big run to the back of the room. You don't need to run these huge things which cost tons of ad money to run. You're really looking for one to two to maybe three people from each audience to, to engage with you at a very, very deep level. People who think high ticket sales is like five grand. I'm like, lol. <laughs> like you're doing a hundred, like a six figure high ticket. Yeah. yeah. That's a consulting. Yeah. Like that's more of a consulting experience, right? For that type of money. Absolutely. It's not like they're just buying a product for a hundred grand. They're, they're buying a consulting like working with you experience for a certain amount of time and, and, and outcomes. Yeah. So it's, would you say it's more of a consulting product or service? Yeah. You could say that. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Depending on what you're selling will depend on how I mentor you in your speaking career. Yeah. So if you're selling a product, like a, a low ticket, like under 10 grand product, there's a different yeah. approach. Uh, if you're selling like a, like somebody I used to mentor, one of the ways she generated a lot of business for her cosmetic company, so she sold cosmetics, was through speaking. There you go. Um, software, I used to sell via speaking for a software platform, like yeah. software as a service. Yep. Depending on the thing that you are selling and helping people buy into, yeah. will depend, will, will um, you know, it will determine the best monetization strategy. However, regardless of the monetization strategy, the relationship strategy is always the same. Uh, I, I, I was intentional about building these relationships and now I'll be intentional about evolving them and yeah. nurturing the relationships and fostering them and continuing yeah. on, right? Because you, as, as a speaker or in business even too, you only need some good trusted refer- like partners who have good yeah. businesses you align with that you can develop. Like I think about, the last couple of times I've spoken myself, one of them is like, he's arguably my, my best friend, but he's, his audience is needing what I have. And he trusts me and he said, I want you to come and speak. And he's done that a couple of times. And with Morgan, I spoke at his Dreamfest event a couple of weeks ago. And that's the second time I've spoken with his, at his events. And it's the same experience. It's like, if you have someone of value or have a specialized knowledge that people desire, that they're asking you about, there's a nice, simple way of saying, hey, can you come and deliver this value? But what I feel like I'm hearing you say is that the world of speaking has evolved and changed where it becomes more about just giving value and brand building and just saying, hey, here I am, I've achieved these things and I'm just going to give you value today. The result of that being that people build likability and trustability very fast with you and they want to do business with you if they're in the, if they need it, right? Almost, dude. Almost. (laughs) Almost. So close. Almost. It's like so close. The, the key paradigm shift is that a belief that a lot of people have is that they must speak to add that value. They must speak to build that relationship. But the speaking is just the next level in that relationship for them to give you the audience. The first level is how do you build a relationship with the decision maker uh, within like two weeks so that they give you a stage? Yeah, I suppose what I was talking about was the audience on the stage, but you're right. But totally agree. Like, it, yeah, if you have someone of influence who has, you know, an audience there, it's obviously that is the that because 
you correct me if I'm wrong, but like when you are when you are placed by a third party person in front of their audience, yeah, there's this experience of like, well, if you if they trust you, if 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 the audience trusts that person, I'm gonna trust this person, right? Absolutely, dude. Like, for right. example, like, let's say my podcast audience listen to this, like, oh, this Nab Deep guy, there's so many people out there that talk about speaking and teach this and do. Why would I listen to him? Because Lloyd trusts him and Lloyd has a friendship with him. And so I, you borrow that trust and belief. That's from it. Others. Yeah, that makes it. good, right? Yeah. And literally, it only <laughs> take, yeah, it only takes three conversations, a total of two hours across three conversations to build this relationship where somebody is open to sharing their stage with you. Yeah. I have a conversation to like, two and a half hours after this call yep. uh, with somebody who I've already had the initial 20 minute conversation with. We're now going to enter the 60 minute conversation and the yep. one after that will be solidifying opportunities. Okay. So, so you have this strategy for um, developing people of influence and you have this ability to develop that relationship with them through a step-by-step process. It's actually like you have, and Absolutely. then you have the ability to deliver the value in the talk to the audience. Plus you have this repertoire of, um, of I guess, solutions to their problems so that after the talk, you then can actually build a consulting business on the back of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. So I want to ask you this. Um, the number one, I want to ask you one question and then I want to, uh, I want you to tell me where they can find this masterclass you have about this this, this are we done already lloyd this is going so well relatively my episode is usually pretty short this is one of the longer ones but um so but this is so interesting right this this area because i you know how many people flip and want to speak to what well, paid to speak it's just like this you know part of it when you start is ego but part but but also then when you when you get moved past that it's actually this is the fastest way like what you said it's not the hard grind way to actually develop your your business or whatever it is you're doing, right? So I think it's a massive topic and people ask me about it a lot. So thanks again for your time on this and how you're doing it. But I want to ask you one question. If you could give anyone one tip around this whole thing that we've been talking about, what would it be? Yeah, to play a bigger game. Not to speak a bigger game, but to play a bigger game. So a lot of people and myself, I used to be like this as well. They say they want to be more abundant but then when it's time to invest and like put your money where your mouth is uh they weaken mm. or, or 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 run away from the the opportunity does it make sense yeah it's yeah it's yeah. the same with speaking and some could call it self-sabotage some could call it all patterns but whatever it is you're a conscious being so you now get to choose that to play a bigger game so I love that. That's like this fork in the road analogy or experience where, okay, like let's say, for example, someone's listening to this, they do the mask, they end up engaging you in some capacity or or whatever, right? But you say to them, hey, listen, your time has come. I've found you a great speaking gig. Like I'm going to refer you to this. And then what you're saying is those that want to play a bigger game, feel the fear, find the courage, lean into it, pay them up, like whatever, invest either money or whatever and go forward or they shrink back and they take the other path that most people take, which is the path of not doing, not playing a bit. hundred percent dude. Yeah. It's great advice, man. That's so good. So play a bigger game, right? Like when you're given that opportunity, what does Winston Churchill say? When you're tapped on the shoulder, 
wouldn't it be a shame if if that opportunity was there and you weren't prepared for that that tap you know yeah, yeah. so that's great advice that's a crazy paradox that you're never really prepared enough you never are there's always a voice that says you're not ready 100 percent. that is <laughs> like 100 percent. of course like oh wait, i'm not ready like you won't be um yeah so god i really feel that uh uh, this is great value for people learning how wanting to speak. Um, those three tips you gave us at the start were amazing. And I know you've got way more stuff. So let me ask you this. Where can people find you to connect with you? And also, how do they get hold of this um, masterclass you have? Great. Uh, great question. So the easiest way is to search me on your social media platform of choice, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. My name is Navdeep. That is N-A-V, like Nav and Navman, and Deep, Deep opposite of shallow so n-a-v-d-e-e-p n-a-v-d-e-e-p and once you find me uh just message me the word lloyd message the word lloyd uh and i'll send you a copy of the free masterclass: how to get three to five global speaking gigs in the next 30 days yeah send me a link i'll get phil to put in the description notes and they can just click on it that might be easier too for yeah i'll do that all right yeah that's totally amazing cool. cool and i'm gonna go in there too i'm gonna go check it out can i click on it you can click on it lloyd <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny before you you know it's really funny uh we i forget what it was i think morgs referred me he might have actually he did it was Brody's. it was brody's program morgs referred me into it for a quick like jump into the brody's um i mean brody on the podcast too but it was about speaking right speaking training yeah and so we're on this we're in this container oh, i was in it for a moment and there was a breakout and we went into breakout rooms on zoom and i just ended up ended up with you in a breakout room just sitting there on this uh in this container so you know in this industry or, or when you're when you're developing networks like this you end up just coming across each other's paths so often so um i have no doubt if i jump into your mail i want to meet people in there it's, it's a wonderful way to network and meet people by doing other people's master classes and programs and so on right hundred percent dude hundred percent so yeah just message me the word lloyd uh or click on the link that will be in the show notes and i'll send you a free copy of how to get three to five speaking gigs in the next 30 days oh i love it so good all right well nab deep thanks mate you've been a legend appreciate your time and i'm so glad you could be on the potty before you come too famous too famous to uh to get in touch with but um <laughs> hey give him a follow go watch the masterclass if you someone who wants to learn how to speak and turn that into an income what a wonderful way to do it. So, hey, uh, thanks for jumping on here again, man. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. God bless. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss. 